time to time. You're like, Lord, help me commit to love today because I might need to be committed if this. But there's just those type of people. But we commit. Oh, Rachel, I just saw you. Were you saying Dean needs to be committed? Um, maybe we. <laughs> so we need to commit to love certain people. But eventually that makes a turn. And we began to see them how God sees them. And God loves, literally, God loves everybody. He does. He has a love, and he wants that to be a part of who we are. So today we're talking about, in the One Another series, connect with one another. God has assembled, let's just say today, this group that's at Abundant Life. God has brought us together to encourage and to connect with one another. I love standing out on the porch. You see me when you come in. Every Sunday I try to be out on the porch. Why is that? Because I can't talk with everybody for an extended period of time. But I'll hear a little story here and there of how somebody's uh, week went, went or what they did and how God is using them or just, you know, got a new car or something like, hey, pastor, look at my new car. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Let's go for a ride. You know, we're able to connect with one another or, you know, my child was facing this and now look what's happening. And uh, right now, Stasha and I are in, um, uh, we have two, well, one pre-marriage counseling that we're currently doing. We have one that we're like, probably starting in the next couple weeks. And then we have another one that's starting uh, early next year. We've done pre-marriage counseling for several folks who are in here. We love getting together and connecting with uh, young couples or couples who are, you know, maybe later in life are getting married. We love that. Why is it? Because we learn from them. And so just, just hanging out and, and getting to know one another. So I want us to think about ways that we connect today. How do you connect with other people today? This is where I want some feedback. How do you connect, Lisa, with people? By hugging. How else do we connect today? Facebook is a real big one. How else do we connect? Smiling. Instagram. Walk around the neighborhood. Wow, we do that today still? Yeah. By the way, this is my new neighbor on the 15th. We're signing on our new house on Friday. Woo-hoo. So this will be my new neighbor. So stop by. Yep, move some boxes on your while you're there. By the way, thank you, Dean. Next, Saturday, the 23rd, we are going to be moving. And so you could connect with me and Stasha and a greater with our boxes and stuff. How else do we connect? We eat together. Come on, somebody. Messaging, text messages, email, all kinds of ways. Pictures. We connect on so many uh, digital ways today. It seems like our society has taken that kind of shift where we're more uh, digital than anything else. Uh, And it's an all-day, everyday occurrence. I mean, I'm getting phone calls. I'm getting text messages. I'm getting uh, messenger messages. I mean, really, if I were to look right now. I've got a couple messages that I need to answer after church today that have come through. It's an everyday, all-day occurrence. But yet, have you noticed this, especially if you are connected digitally? I know that's your job, Lisa, that you're connected digitally. But there's still a hunger, right, where you want that, where you can reach out. Because you're a hugger. You just said that. you got to reach out, and you got to be able to touch. We want to be able to get together so that we can see somebody face-to-face. There was a recent uh, study that I was reading through how um, the, the, the few years that's like above Nathan's age, you know, all about Instagram, all about all these different type of things, but less and less it's becoming about social media for those Nathan's age and a little bit 
you know, kind of kind of right in that, that time frame because they're longing for a little bit of interaction, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I think that's a good thing as well. But what's happening is electronic connecting isn't fulfilling the need for interaction. We went, as I mentioned a few moments ago, West is not here today because he smells like a dog from playing in the water. We were camping just for a few days for two nights this past week, got home last night, and um, it was wonderful because we went up to Stone Mountain. Have you ever been up there before? There is no service up there whatsoever. And so my boys were outside playing and running in the woods and jumping in the creek and the cold water, and they were getting along for the most part. And you saw the interaction that was happening just among people that were there, people driving by at a different campsite or walking by. Hi, how are you doing? It was so refreshing to be able to see that type of interaction that was happening. Um, but the Bible, if a matter of fact, if you want to go ahead and turn to 1 Corinthians 12, 27, after all, don't we come to church because we want to worship and hear the Word of God? So let's look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12 here. Uh, we'll start in verse 27 in just a few moments. Um, but the Bible shows the importance of this connecting that's here. And we're going to look at the body of Christ today and how this works out. Because, again, we're talking about connecting with one another. So verse 27 says, all of you together, who is that? That's all of us, right? All of you together, all of us together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of that. See, the head of the body, let's just take a physical body here for a moment. The Bible teaches us that the head of the body is Christ. The head tells, the brain up here, tells the rest of the body what to do. I'm walking around, so without even thinking about it, there's some waves going on that's telling my brain to walk to move this foot, to move that foot, to move your hand. And I'm not that coordinated of a person, but there's a whole lot of coordination that's going on at this moment. I'm not coordinated enough to dance, so we won't do that. But we are the parts and the body of Christ. So Christ is the head telling us what to do to fulfill his, his, um, his, his message that he has for us. You learn in biology. By the way, welcome back to school, everybody who's in school. Who, who all's back in school now? Woohoo, you're like, yeah, thanks for that, bringing that up. We're on a Sunday here. But you learn in biology that the body functions when the head tells it to do something. So the idea of church membership comes from this whole thing. Now, we're not talking about membership. I'm not going to call for people to rush the stage today. Yes, we want to become a member. We're not going to talk about that necessarily, but I want us to go with that idea for a moment. It's very biblical. Membership, because we are connected, and Christ is the head. So that's where this whole idea comes from. As a matter of fact, membership is a particular people having a particular attachment to a particular body for a particular purpose. That's Tony Evans' quote. This series is based on a, a, a series that he has um, put together. But he says, membership is a particular people having a particular attachment to a particular body for a particular purpose. So gathered here today, it may not be like, yeah, I filled out the card that's saying I'm a member of this church. But by us associating together today, caring for one another, worshiping together, uh, getting involved with one another, doing the things that we do as abundant life as far as reaching our community, there's a particular purpose under that, and Christ directs it. Amen? And you have a part in that. Mr. Stowe was just talking about the importance of being involved in your church, because we, we can't do this alone. 
Um, I am so thankful, and I love to point this out, but those who are right behind us here, behind me here, uh, who are working with our elementary kids today, I am so thankful for Dwayne and Christian who are back there today because they're, they're teaching them. I'm so thankful for all the teachers with uh, the toddlers and the babies that are back there today because what would it look like if, um, if I had to do all that, right? Well, God never called us to do the solo ministry type of thing. We are all in this together as he directs. Then you, le- you look at the outreach and the missions that Matt does and Dean does and kind of leads us in these things. We all have a function. And right now I'm talking about leaders, but we're, we're going we're gonna to shift from that here in just a few moments. We function as Christ directs because Christ is the head. That includes our mission, our vision, and our actions. We look uh, to Christ. And we make a decision to be involved with each other to fulfill his purposes. And I want to tell you, you being here today was a good decision. It was a very good decision. You could have been home watching a preacher on TV. But there is something about the body of Christ being connected and coming together to where our relationship, we've talked about this, our vertical relationship one to another does affect our relationship that's, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, horizontal and vertical. Our vertical relationship between us and God, it is affected. And how we pursue God and how we even see God at times. Tony Evans says this as well, being a member, I love this, you're gonna, you might want to even write this one down, being a member doesn't mean to sit, soak, and sour. You know, Sunday mornings we sit, we soak in the word, but then we don't do anything with it, so after, after a while it just, it just kind of sours. Have you ever had a moment where you went and you bought some apple juice or orange juice and it got put in the back of the refrigerator and you forgot that it was there, or even, even worse, milk? You know, I know what was really bad. I can remember when we had little kids, when Nathan and Gabe were really little, um, they would have their little sippy cups in the car, and uh, you'd be in a rush to get everything out, and somehow a sippy cup went way underneath the seat, and you found it three weeks later in the middle of summer. I'm just going to tell you, you know, Mr. Stowe, I know how you feel about waste and all those type of things, but that sippy cup did not get cleaned. It went straight to the trash. I was not about to open up milk that had been souring in a hot car for four weeks. It just... I wasn't going to do it. So anyway, that's, that's just me. But church, uh, our function is not to, uh, as Tony Evans says here, being a member doesn't mean to sit, soak, and sour, nor does it mean to occupy a pew because we are functionally, we should be, and we are functionally involved under Jesus' lordship. Amen? We are functionally in, involved under his lordship. And I've already said this, you can only maximize your vertical relationship by your attachment to others. Let's look at it this way for a moment. If I were to amputate my leg from the knee down, and I were to sit it in my office, and it was there every day when I went in, you know, it was in the same room as me, but it was serving absolutely no purpose in my life. I just, I just decided to cut it off, and it served no purpose. First of all, that would be extremely weird, but just stay with me for a moment. Just because it's in the same room doesn't mean it's being useful or nourished. Because when the leg is attached, not only does it receive life, but it gives life as well. 
because my leg is attached to my body, it's receiving life from the heart pumping the blood down through the leg. But I am receiving life because I'm able to walk. We were able to hike this weekend. We were able to go through, you know, some pretty cool terrains and see some beautiful sights because of the giving and the receiving of life. First Corinthians 1, uh, I'm sorry, 12 verse 7 even says this, that a spiritual gift is given to each of us so that we can help each other. Our gifts are so that we can benefit one another. I looked up here today, and uh, what we're doing, you'll notice I didn't play today. Uh, you'll notice that last week Lisa didn't play, and you're going to notice that uh, next week Miss Vicky's not going to be playing. We are all taking just a Sunday to be able to be out here and just worship the Lord, right? But the function of the ministry still happens because I saw the gifts that were up here. I saw Miss Debbie that was up here, you know, just lifting her hands and praising God. Uh, Allison was leading us. Doug was leading us up here. Nathan was leading us. You know, you had this whole team that was leading today under the direction of Allison, who was under the direction of the Holy Spirit under Christ. And we were all out here benefiting from that, weren't we? As you came in the door today, you had a beautiful woman named Pat, that's my mom, and Tom, who were back there. I like your hair, though. You do have a cool haircut. They were back there handing you a bulletin so that you could be connected. And then Mr. Stowe came up here and told you what was in that bulletin, some things to highlight. So we all are a part. So now the seniors know that we are valued, we are loved, and we're going to get a good meal on the 8th. You see how all that is working together? God called us to be able to do these type of things. A spiritual gift is given to each one of us so we can help one another. Here's the first point. That was a long introduction, I realized that. But God moves through connection. He moves through connection. See, just by joining a church, it's more than having your name on a roll. As a matter of fact, looked at, uh, we're in the book of 1 Corinthians 12. Let's look at verse 12, and we're going to start reading a little bit more of this. Paul says here to the Corinthian church, he says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, so it is with the body of Christ. Some are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body and one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts and not just one part. You have been made part of the body of Christ at Abundant Life Church on 119 Four Square Road, Mooresville, 28115. That's the part of the body where you have a role to play. What are we in the overall body of Christ? I'm not exactly sure what that is, but I do know that we have a specific function. Sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes we are the arm and the hand that reaches out to Jamaica, that reaches out to Niger. Sometimes we are the feet that walk, as Stasha's getting ready to do, uh, to raise money, and you all are supporting her in that, and some of you may even be walking, uh, but to support the um, Community Pregnancy Center that's offering uh, ladies how to choose life with their babies. We, we, sometimes we're an ear that we listen to what's going on. We hear what's going on in the world, and we know how to, with our mouth, pray. Sometimes we look in our neighborhood, and we see the oppression we fulfill different roles within the body of Christ, and connecting together helps us to do that. So you receive life when you attach yourself. That's why we push getting involved in church. Why is that? Because we're desperate for volunteers. 
No, we can we could hire volunteers if we wanted to, but that's not how the body of Christ is supposed to be functioning. We come together to be able to connect. The life experiences that you have, you share them with the children. And they get to learn from you and they look up to you and they think you're cool. You may be a little weird looking, but you're cool because you want to invest in their lives. You receive life when you attach, when you connect yourself. Let's keep going to verse um, 15 here um, in 1 Corinthians 12. It says, if the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not a hand. You know, one, one day all of a sudden the foot just gets this little complex and says, I'm done today. I'm, I'm not the hand, so I'm not going to do it. That does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. You ever find yourself getting caught up in this whole thing of, man, I wish I could sing like Allison did this morning. She's just got this. Now, the guys would probably say, I wish I could sing like Doug. Um, Man, I wish I could, I just wish I could be like them. I wish I could have their gifts. Paul is addressing this thing and almost rebuking the church. He's saying, you know what? Here you are wishing you could sing, but what if you all sang? Here you are wishing you could uh, be as outgoing as Dean and Rachel, but, you know, but maybe your ministry is something totally different. God has made you who you are to fulfill a purpose that he has for you to fulfill. And we come together, and it functions, and it blesses people. Do you know why you're able to hear me speak today and preach the word of God? Because when you came in, you were greeted warmly at the door. People loving on you. How are you doing today? Giving you a hug. You were able to, maybe you need to use the restroom when you came in. You know what? There was somebody who cleaned the restroom so that when you went in there, you weren't like, ew. You were able, and so you're coming in here and you're comfortable today. And then you had people who were setting an atmosphere of worship. So now everything that was going on this week, you were able to kind of rid your mind of and focus in on Jesus. And now you're hearing the word. Isn't that awesome how the body of Christ functions and comes together? I love it. I think it's wonderful. Um, The problem comes when we don't want to play our part or be connected. I want to focus in on that word, connected to the body. Have you ever felt isolated? You know, just like, I just, I don't, man, I'll tell you, those are some of the most disturbing conversations that I have. When I, when people, I just, I just don't feel connected. Well, why is that? How do you become connected? You plug yourself in, don't you, when, when you plug yourself in? And typically, the more the depression sets in or the more the, the less connectivity, you tend to withdraw, withdraw, withdraw instead of connecting in. And God's word is saying, find your place, find your part, and fulfill that, and you will find life. Um, are you a functioning eye? Are you a functioning ear? Is your role benefiting the church? Because here's the thing, and I want, I want to look at everybody today. You, your role, let's, let's back up a moment, not even your role. You are critical and you are important to the body of Christ. Just you being here is important because you might smile, you might shake someone's hand that just maybe will lift their spirit because they haven't been feeling connected. And just because you gave them a hug, little Miss Lisa over here, the hugger of all people, makes them feel so connected. Your role is so important. 
and very critical. But more than your role being important and critical to the body of Christ, you are. Because without you fulfilling that role, anybody can fill, fulfill a role. But you are important because it's what God created you uh, to do. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever hurt your hand before, anything like that? I want to tell you a story real quick, okay? One time, uh, this was back in, when we lived in Kannapolis, and my next-door neighbor was building, um, he was building uh, like a shed kind of like an outbuilding type of thing uh, for, their, for their cats because they were, you know, of all things, they were, they were building this huge building for their cats, which was really cool. Um, so anyway, his, the, the dad, I believe, was over there helping. And so picture this. There's a wall that's right here. We're putting up the wall. The dad is on the other side with the uh, battery-powered drill to drill the screws into the wood. So here, here it is. I am reaching up. I can't see him on the other side, but I'm holding a piece of one-by-one from across the other side of the wall. So you have a piece of plywood here, a one-by on the other side, and I'm holding it, and he's screwing it in this way, right? And it's not coming through. So I'm thinking, all of a sudden, I get this picture, and I think, okay, I can't see where he is putting these screws in. So obviously, he would tell me if he's close to my fingers so that I can move them. No more had that thought gotten out of my mind, then the, 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 the bit came off of the screw and went right through my finger. And there was blood. You remember that, honey? And you guys know how I am with blood. I, I pass out. Here's what happened in that instant. My finger thought, oh, no. This hurts. That was, that was my finger. Oh, no, this hurts. It sent a message to my brain, which told my hand to pull back because the finger's in pain, and the finger can't move itself. So my brain is telling my arm to tell my hand to tell my finger to let go and to move back. And so the rest of my body, my brain is now connecting to my legs. Move back and start dancing because it helps. You've been there, right? <laughs> so then my brain is telling my other hand, grasp the finger. So all this is happening like in a split second. So it's what I just told you took a, a minute or so, but in real time it was like, you know, and I'm thinking this helps somehow. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. So my brain also told my mouth to say appropriate words at this moment <laughs> and yell. And so it all worked out good. I was like, thank you, Jesus, because I wasn't sure if this guy was a Christian. But, uh, and I knew that I was, so I had to be, you know, praising God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He was like, oh, you are Pentecostal, aren't you? Here's my point. The church is not, yeah, I can find a point from that. The church is not merely about sermons and songs, but about connection to one another. Just as my brain connected to my hand, connected to my feet, connected to the other hand, connected to my mouth, all in that one moment, so is the body of Christ to where when people are hurting, the head says, all right, abundant life, I want you to move in this direction and begin to bless. All right, abundant life, you have a church 
well, we'll call it a church plant kind of this happening. It's really a home group that's happening. But you have this that's going to be happening, so I want you to pray for them and support them however you can with resources that they may need. So the head is directing to the body of Christ. It's directing to the body of Christ to be able to move when God says to move. Because, again, let me read this. The church is not merely about sermons and songs, although the songs are great, and I pray that the sermons are too. But it's connection to one another in Christ. So here's what I said we need to do. We need to pray at this moment. We're going to stop and we're going to pray for those who are in Texas and Florida, going up through Tennessee, also on the West Coast for the fires that are happening. Uh, Today, just in our circle, we had many people who said, yeah, I have family there. You guys um, have family in both locations, <laughs> uh, on the West Coast and the East Coast. Miss B's sister has a home. She's up here taking care of Miss B. Uh, isn't she sweet? You know, um, but she has a home. You have your days because your sisters, right? But she was telling me this morning that her home is on the river in Tampa Bay, and the, we're all out of plywood. So she's just here, kind of like. What do you do? So we need to pray for, for that. Many others of you have family. If, you have, if you're being affected by that, you have family or friends in either coast. Is anybody else in here? Allison? Yeah, we're just looking around. I mean, all kinds of people. So can we pray quickly? Is that all right? Yes? Yeah. Yeah, because we were we were on the interstate the other day uh, on Thursday and on Saturday actually, and there were tons of electrical trucks, electrician trucks that were going up and down the road. So let's just take a moment to to pray for these. Father, uh, obviously you know what is going on in our in our in our nation with these disasters that are happening from hurricanes and fires and people who are in harm's way, and some are able to leave, some are not, some are even running to the disasters, Lord. So we pray for your protection. We pray for your peace over these situations. And Lord, that the body of Christ would come together and would be able to uh, intervene during these times to bring the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray for those who have family members in abundant life who have family members that are being affected. And just as we were talking about Miss B's sister here a moment ago, Lord, even for her home, uh, God, I pray uh, just your mercy in these situations, Lord. And uh, we thank you that you're keeping your hand upon these uh, people and these situations and that your name would be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, President Glenn Burris uh, of our organization just sent out an email this week that I think 14 people have come to know Jesus in um, in Texas just through Foursquare Disaster Relief. And, of course, that's happening in, in other um, organizations as well. So the church is doing what it's supposed to do. Obviously, it's not just the church. I understand that as well. Um, but But praise God for that. Many of you gave in our disaster relief offering. And if you have more money for that, please feel free to give to that. And we will make sure that goes to Foursquare uh, Disaster Relief. And all every cent of that will get to where it needs to go to uh, down in these affected areas. Point number two, our unity with Christ is critical for the plan of God. Do you want to see God's plans and purposes fulfilled? then our unity with one another under Christ is critical to the plan of God. If God doesn't see us invested in each other, he will limit our connectivity with himself. 1 Corinthians 12, 21. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. 
In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. I want to say this. There are no unimportant parts in the body of Christ. I know that some of you today have maybe, you know, you've had uh, issues where your spleen or something like that was removed. or you know, But those things are still important. Can you live without them? Well, apparently so, but they're still important. There is no unimportant part in the body of Christ. None. I want, I want us all to hear that today. In fact, as Paul says, those unseen parts are critical. I can't see my kidneys. I can't see my lungs, right? I can't see those things, but I can't live without them. Every part is valuable. And I want to say this just on a church level. You may not have the same responsibilities or as much responsibilities as other people. There are some folks who have a ton of responsibility within the church. There are some folks that have a little bit of responsibility within the church, but they have great responsibility outside of the church. Whatever your responsibility is within the body of Christ, it is not unimportant at all. You are valuable, you are loved, and you are needed in the body of Christ. When I hear sweet senior ladies say, Pastor, I can't do what I used to do. All I can do is pray. Man, that's when I get the happiest. Because prayer changes. It's one of our core values. Prayer changes things. Prayer is what gives people the strength to endure. Just as we prayed for those on the West Coast and the East Coast, that God would supply strength and peace. He does that because of the power of prayer. There are no unimportant parts in the body of Christ. That brings me to another point. How do we treat the least of these? The ones that we may say, oh, you're not that important. Maybe the world would say that you're not that important. Well, do this. Stub your little toe and see how it affects your whole body. (laughs) You will be dancing on one foot. And hopefully you can control your tongue in those moments as well. Because we've all stubbed our little toes. We've all hit our shin. We've all banged our fingers, you know, just closed them in a door or something like that. We've all done those type of things. But stub a little part of, you know, your, your finger or whatever, your toe, and see how it affects your whole body. James 2.2 says this. For example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed up in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry. And another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. Here's where he gives the warning. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but to the poor one you say, you go stand over there or else sit on the floor, well, doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? There's no greater place than you can see this if you go, than if you go on a foreign mission field where it is poor. We just got back from Jamaica, not the resort. We got back from the poor areas of Jamaica where their homes are built with uh, zinc tin roofing type of things. A lot of their homes are in some of the areas. Uh, so the people who came to the camp, you know, holes in their socks. You know, they were happy when you gave them a pair of socks. But their faith, their knowledge of Scripture, oh, my word, puts me to shame. 
puts us to shame. And that's what this scripture says right here, verse 5. Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom of God? He promised to those who love him. So this is what it's talking about when it says, uh, don't necessarily look down on those parts that we think are a little less important. Different parts and different viewpoints enhance the body of Christ. We don't all think the same. You don't think the way that I think. You may even read a scripture and God will show you something within that scripture that's different than what someone else would see. That's just because God's word is living and active. And it's going to talk to you through the, through the Holy Spirit. He's going, to be, he's going to begin talking to you. So the different parts and viewpoints enhance the body of Christ. And instead, I find myself at times thinking, well, if you think that way, then you can't be right. <laughs> when in reality, that's not what uh, God is saying at all. He's actually saying different parts and viewpoints enhance the body. The more you connect with others, the more you will connect with Christ. By me being around you at the times that we are together, my faith is encouraged. And I hope that your faith is encouraged when we're with one another. Guys, if you can come out, this is a little commercial here. If you can come out on Tuesday mornings at 6 o'clock to Panera Bread, man, we are so encouraged by one another. And we'll read the same scripture and have a different viewpoint. But we leave from there encouraged. Now, 6 o'clock is early in the morning. It is. Some of you are already at work at that time. But it's good to get together. There are no Lone Ranger Christians. Your drawing near to God will be limited. How can you get involved with somebody? I want to encourage you today. Connect with somebody. Satan wants disunity because it keeps God out of the equation. Because God will not work where there is illegitimate conflict. If we want revival in our U.S. church, United States church, we've got to be united. God wants to bring us together. Finally, the goal of the body is a church caring for one another. Thank you for coming together and supporting each other. When there's a, a death in a family, what do we do? We call, we visit, we encourage, we'll make a meal. We do all these things. Praise God for that coming together. Verse 25 in 1 Corinthians 12 says this, This makes harmony among member, the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. One person cannot care for every person. That's why we all do it together. See, I'm not putting on the seniors' luncheon on the 8th. Does that mean I don't love the senior citizens? No, it just means that there is a gift that Lisa and Kevin have and a heart that Kevin and Lisa have uh, yeah, the heart that they have where they say, you know what, we love our seniors and we want to do something for them to thank them for their service. Because here's the reality. Now, for all the people who are like 55 and younger, because 50, uh, 55 and older is the thing, I'm going to even come down a little bit more, maybe, maybe 40 and under, which that takes me out of that equation. So let's say 42 and under, okay? That way I'll feel better about myself. We have to recognize that everything that we have here in our faith, and let's just even talk about maybe even the literal building. We didn't build these houses. We didn't plant these grapes, as the scripture said, but yet we are living in things that we, because these seniors went before us, paving the way. They prayed. 
They tore down strongholds in Mooresville so that we could come together. They, um, you know, plant, as the scripture says, planted the grapes so that we could eat from these things. You know what? I am so blessed to be the pastor of Abundant Life Mooresville because we came into a wonderful situation because of the perseverance of those who went before us. And now they are still ministering, but they're passing the, the baton to a degree. I want to encourage you, if you are under the age of 42, <laughs> connect with one of these seniors. Take them to lunch. You're welcome, seniors. <laughs> are you available today, Mr. Misto? If you want to take somebody to lunch and learn wisdom, they're available today. If you're a senior, raise your hand if you want to be taken to lunch today. <laughs> Just teasing. Connect with these folks. Connect with them. We must all care for one another. The body of Christ was never meant to be a cruise ship for believers. Never meant to be a cruise ship for believers. We are at times a battleship. We are at all times a rescue boat. Uh, I'll close with this. My pastor, uh, Del Jenkins, you all know him, or not all of you know him, but he's been here before. Uh, but let me introduce you. Del Jenkins is my pastor, and he is absolutely wonderful. He's over in Concord. Stasha and I love he and Carrie very much. God gave him a vision one night that I've shared with the church before, but he had this dream that um, he was on this magnificent cruise ship, and he was the one actually taking the little fruit drinks to everybody and making sure if they need a little truffle or something like that, he would be the one taking it to the people. So, um, you know, here you have, here, sir, here's your little mango drink or coffee. There's your coffee for you, and Doug, here's your sugar-free truffle. There you go. Robin, here's the thing that you would have. And so he's going around and he's serving people. I don't know what she wants necessarily, but it's whatever she ordered. Is it good, Robin? Um, anyway, so he's up there, and all of a sudden he hears this yelling in the distance. He's like, what is that? So he's doing his job, and he goes over to the edge of the boat. And how many of you have been on a cruise ship before? I haven't. I want to go on a cruise ship one of these days, but I haven't yet. So Stasha and I had this dream that before we had children, one of our bucket list goals was to go on a cruise ship. So now it is after our kids leave the house. I love you, Nathan. But, um, you know. Yeah. So he looked down, and, and a cruise ship is way up out of the water, right? If you're on the deck, it's way up out of the water. And he sees these people who are screaming, help, help, help. They had fallen over, or they were trying to get onto the boat because they were drowning. They were dying. And so he's over here, and he's got his serving tray, and he's like, somebody help. But the people couldn't hear because they were enjoying the music. They were enjoying their good time, you know, which is right to do. We enjoy our time that we have in the Lord. And uh, But anyway, finally some people started coming over, I believe, and, and were able to do some things. And at that moment, God said, Pastor Dell, I have not called you to a ministry of a cruise ship director. You and your church are to be a rescue boat. Here's the difference between a cruise ship and a rescue boat. Cruise ship is way up out of the water. You can't get to the water, as a matter of fact. But a rescue boat has a very low deck so that when you go up to people, you can just pull them on the boat. So at times, I'm sorry, at, yes, at times we are a battleship, we're warring in the spirit, but at all times we are a rescue boat. You're driving this afternoon to get fuel before it all gets bought. 
and you see the person in the pump next to you who's discouraged and who's like, I don't know what we're going to do, and you're able to offer them the hope of Jesus Christ. That's who God has called us to be. And so I want you to think about that because we are connected. We are the body of Christ. And you heard Pastor David say, here I am pumping my gas at the gas station. Pastor David said, look at the person that's at the pump, even though it may be a little awkward, and get a read on them. Or you're at the grocery store because it's the only case of water left. And you get it. And you think, nana and a boo-boo, I got the last bottle of water. (laughs) But something inside you says, you know what? I remember a story where the lady had come to draw water out of the well, and Jesus said something like, ma'am, you're coming here to draw from this well, but I've got water that will never run dry. I've got water that will quench your thirst. It is eternal life. And you begin to think about these scriptures. So you come into church today, you're encouraged, and you go out and you rescue people. We have to play our role. Everyone is to do the work of an evangelist. Amen? And that's tough, especially for us introverted people. I'm an introvert. I'm up here speaking in front of you today, but I gain my strength. I gain rest from getting away. So I get kind of nervous when I get in front of people, believe it or not. I do. Every Sunday morning, I have butterflies. But God has called me to go out. God has called you to go out and to reach this world. And we do that through connection because we connect with one another. We get encouraged, and this relationship between us and God is strengthened. Amen? Isn't that good to connect with one another? Can we stand as we're closing this out? Connect. Connect with your neighbors. Connect with your church family. Um, Look at somebody today and say, hey, what are you doing for lunch? And maybe you can't buy their lunch, you know. Maybe this is something where you're going Dutch today. And you're thinking, well, I'm going to go home and I'm going to cook this today. Well, invite somebody to your house. I didn't make enough. Well, stop by the store and get more. Fine. I'm putting everybody on the spot today, aren't I? But the purpose of this is connection. We're taking a couple out today. We're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. We try to connect with everybody that we can. If I have not taken you out to lunch, by the way, and we haven't spent some time together, tell me and say, I want to go to lunch. Some people don't want to go to lunch with the pastor because you think he's judging you the whole time. <laughs> I don't judge you because I'm the pastor. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I don't judge you at all. I don't, I don't, I don't judge you at all. We, we love hanging out. We do. We do. You know, the body of Christ... Um, I just want to, I always do this. I want to make sure that that your relationship with Jesus is good. Maybe you are a Christian and you've been struggling a little bit. I want to pray for you. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. And here's how I do that. I just say, if you could just raise your hand for me and let me know who I'm praying for because I want to know who I'm praying for. And then here's what I'll do. I'll have you come down and talk with uh, Mr. and Ms. Stowe. I'm going to have her not play the piano today. You know, we can, the, the, the presence of God can be filled even without the piano playing at the end of the service, right? We like to have that little mood music going at the end there. But the presence of the Holy Spirit is here today, and that is to heal hearts, and that is to save people. And Mr. and Ms. Stowe will pray for you, and they will give you a Bible, and so you can start your journey with Jesus. So if that's you today... Could you just let me know who I'm praying for? You, I want to receive Jesus today to make him my Lord and Savior. Anybody? All right. That means we're believers in here today. And if you didn't want to raise your hand but you still want to pray, come down and see Mr. Misto after the service today. Amen? Amen. Let's, 
Um, I'm going to have Mr. Stowe pray for us today, or Miss Vicki, whichever you two is going to pray. Stasha and I are going to head to the back so that we can hug you. And if you're not a hugger, we will fist bump you. And if you're not a fist bumper, we will smile at you uh, on your way out today. But we love you, and uh, just, just connect with one another as you leave today. Mr. Stowe, let me give this microphone to you. We'll see you at the back. Father God, as we think about leaving your house today, may we go out and connect. May we be intentional about sharing Jesus with those we meet this week. God, we know that some are stressed about this hurricane. They're stressed about what it might, how it might affect us and might affect the community. But Lord, in all of that, could we connect? Would you lead us and prompt us and demand of us to connect with others this day and this week? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.